ladies and gentlemen, would you please rise for the Grouch Anthem? No, no, no. With a Grouch Anthem, you stay sitting down. Down in front, man. You should never let people see your card. When bluff, when call. I did not rage. I clipped over the ace. I raked on the chip. Put it with pop. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, welcome to what is this? Episode six. Do you, do you ever know what episode this is? Why do you keep asking me? Yeah, yeah six. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, episode six of Badoogie <laughs> All Stars. This is Tecmo Super Bowl. Mixed in the Grouch. Um, and today we have our uh, deuces cracked number one troll, uh, Mitch, Sla- on the program. Slash low content poster, yeah. as, Joe, as Joe Tal has called him. Okay, I didn't know that was his uh, his new title. Oh yeah, he's. I've seen at least two threads where Joe has said, "Please ignore Mitch. He is our number one low content poster slash troll." Oh, okay. Um, Which always upsets me because I thought I was number one, but it's not. Yeah, apparently not true. Nope. Um. So yeah, uh, that'll come up a little bit later. Uh, to start off, as always, uh, what's going on? Yeah, not a lot. I mean, I'm. I'm. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago that I'm. I was debating learning PLO, and I'm actually going to put money on merge. Play like five. I guess it's not five NL. It's five PL. Um, okay. And just kind of work my way up. I just it. I miss playing poker. I don't want to deal with having to go back to like playing like super micro no limit that just sounds frustrating to me i don't i don't like the idea of taking a step back i don't like the idea of putting in my whole role online again because i just don't think that's a good idea so this seems like the right compromise learn a new game um yeah kind of grind it up see how it goes keep myself busy off the streets you know (laughs) graffiti and throwing cans and stuff i don't know Keep off the stoop from all the gangs and whatnot, you know, playing micro PLO. Exactly. Yeah. There's it's, such a gang infestation in my Mer- Merge is your YMCA. Yes. <laughs> um, it's fun to play at the M. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that's what I'm going to do. I mean, it looks like it's not that hard to get money on with, like, Western Union. Um, and so, yeah, just do that and kind of see how it goes. And I won't be thrilled if someone steals all my money again (laughs) but if it i mean if it comes to that it's not the end of the world i still have almost all of it out so that's fine yeah um i think you know i was you were talking about that and i was like well i I think that's not a great idea to put money online right now you know chances of you getting it back are very small but I think if it, if you put something on like $50 or even up to like $100 or something and you're just playing really micro stakes and playing it more to learn and for the enjoyment factor of it, it's less about, you know, oh, I'm putting my role online and more about like going to the movies, you know, paying 20 bucks to go to the movies except, you know, you're paying 50 or $100 to play poker for a while. Um, yeah. Which I mean, I mean- it's cost of entertainment. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I know people that play World of Warcraft, and I, yeah, I know some big nerds, in case you're wondering. Um, <laughs> you know, those sort of games, you're paying like a monthly fee to play a game, where up until now, I've been getting paid a monthly fee to play these games, which is pretty sweet. So the idea of putting some of that money back, you know, for the enjoyment isn't the end of the world. 
So what are you thinking on merge versus something like, I mean, I don't have any experience on, but like club WPT, or I think, I think rise poker is a similar concept that's come out, um, where you like pay like 10 bucks a month and play. I'm not really familiar with it too much. Do you know? I don't know. I mean, my understanding, and I haven't done a ton of research of the club WPT kind of model is people play like they're playing play money because they're sort of playing play money. And I mean, for me, making the money is nice, but I, you know, I see people on threads talking about like, it doesn't matter. I'm here to make money. I'm not here to make money. I, I have a job to make money. Like I'm here to learn and have fun and enjoy it. The making the money part is kind of a, a bonus. So I would like to, I would rather play like very serious PLO for pennies than, you know, play knucklehead shove all in tournaments where I might win a hundred bucks or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if there aren't enough cash games on rise or, or, you know, maybe in the future there will be or club WPT, but I guess I'm trying to see where, where's the line between this is play money and I'm just messing around and this is micro stakes and this is just pennies and I'm just messing around, you know, like I feel like it's, it's definitely a step up playing, you know, whatever the the lowest of the low stakes on something like merge, I think it's definitely a step up in terms of seriousness, if you will. But it's I still worry that you know you're you're not playing for s- serious people. I don't know. Do you not have that worry? I I mean I do, but I mean I don't think anyone's. I mean I don't think there's. I'm guessing there's not a ton of Europeans on merge because. I mean, there's better networks than that for Europeans. Yeah. And the Americans that have put their money on Merge, it's serious stuff. Like, it's not like, oh, I guess I'll just put some money on Merge. That's it's, true. If you go through the, the pain-in-the-ass process of putting some money on Merge, you probably want to play some poker, I guess. I mean, and it's post-Black Friday, so if you're really, I mean, just throwing money online and just, like, going, oh, what the hell? Uh, I don't understand why you have money online. Why did you didn't cash out with everybody else and you know, bury it in your backyard like I did. There's no money, there's no money in my backyard. Don't dig it up. <laughs> um, I just don't, I don't think it's that, it's that big of a deal. Um, I don't know. I mean, or that, I mean, it's enough of a big deal to do it where people are still putting money online, but I don't think they're just putting it online and just like going all in, you know, that, that's and true. seeing what happens. Yeah. Especially if they're doing it, they're not even a PLO. Why would you do that? That game sucks. <laughs> um, no, I just think people, I mean, really, I think if you're playing PLO, you probably aren't just like throwing money around. I think that you do that at no limit tournaments where you think like, oh, I can make my big score. That's my hope, at least. Maybe I'm silly to think that, but my expectation is the PLO tables are people that are at least think they know what they're doing or are putting some amount of effort in where like the club WPT just seems like, hey, here's 20 bucks. I'm just going to try and you know, double my tokens or whatever as fast as I can and try and get stuff. Yeah. I would imagine people are kind of going double or nothing with those a lot. They're not grinding. Yeah, Um, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know if that's true. I haven't played on merge for money yet. I know the no limit Omaha games for play money are not fun. (laughs) So, Um. because pot limit doesn't actually run for play money very often it's mostly no no limit and it's like oh i have cards i will shove interesting so, <laughs> um it's actually the opposite of interesting 
<laughs> when you're actually playing it. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I actually have played on Merge a little bit for money, and the software actually isn't bad. Um, but let me know. I know you said you're going to play PLO, but let me know, you know, how, like, other games are as far as, like, if there are any other games running. I mean, I know there's not going to be triple draw much, but that would be cool. Um, but if there's something like, you know, Limit 08, Limit Hold'em, uh, Stud, you know, let me know how those are, and I'll I'll think about throwing a little bit on there. Stud, really? Yeah, I like playing mixed games. I just like, not I, you know, Stud alone is kind of bad, but I like playing a mix. I like mixing it up all right fair enough <laughs> um yeah so speaking of mixing things up what is going on with you um yeah i i'm actually going to be mixing it up tonight um i'm hosting my um quote-unquote monthly cash game and i think we're gonna do i think we're gonna do study deuce to seven triple draw badoogie PLO and No Limit Hold'em tonight. When you said mixing it up, I thought you said tonight you're going. You're going to say tonight you're making dessert and taking your picture with it. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But that reminds me. I wanted to go get a milkshake. There's this place called Anne's Dairy Cream near here. It has amazing milkshakes. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. Anyway, um, we went. Out, we went. We stopped to get food last night after a concert and. Carrie was looking at the menu, and she's like, oh, they have carrot cake and milkshakes. felt like I was eating with you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Did you get any of that? No. Oh, come on, man. I was hungry, not like dessert. Hungry. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, you can, so, you can eat and then eat dessert. That's sort of like the normal thing. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's normal in the way you think it is. <laughs> like... I've, I've heard what you eat for breakfast, and I don't think that's normal. I think you have a problem, and you should seek help. Um, I think I have anyway. an excellent problem. Yes. So, back to your home game. Sorry to distract you with food. Well, now, now I'm about, distracted. Now you're thinking about... I know. Well, no, I'm distracted by your concert. What, what concert did you go to? Oh, it was um, John Vanderslice, who you've probably never heard of. Um, he lives in San Francisco, like... I've seen him called Baroque Pop, but it's kind of indie pop rock stuff. But he did an album with a full Baroque orchestra. Pop, as in, like, has no money uh, pop? Baroque, as in, like, the era of... It's sort of, you know, funky instruments and... Okay. Um, I will tweet a link from Badoogie All-Stars if anyone wants to hear something. Um, but he did a whole album with an orchestra in San Francisco, and so he was doing a special show with the whole orchestra, so it was really cool. Um strings and horns and all that kind of stuff and electric guitar so nice was yeah. that like out in like was it like in a what where was it it was like at a it's a, like a theater in san francisco like kind of a like an old kind of old-timey theater that they still do kind of plays and things at so it kind of really cool vibe to it okay um and then they had an instrument petting zoo afterwards where all of the people from the orchestra brought their instruments out and you could touch them and play them if you wanted to, <laughs> whatever. They had mint-flavored disinfectant for the trombone, if you were into that kind of thing. So. <laughs> that sounds very weird. Yep. Yeah, K Carrie was trying to write a tweet for it, and every time she wrote one, it sounded more and more disgusting <laughs> until it stopped. She's like, there's mint disinfectant. I'm like, you can't say that. Um, we're going to get the wrong idea. <laughs> Wow. Okay. But, but yeah, good times. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, 
But so, yeah. you're playing Badoogie tonight. Do you actually know how to play Badoogie? Um, what do you mean by do you know how? I know of the rules. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm at... Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't really know how to play much, no. Okay. I think... I don't know. Was it Matt Flynn that wrote a couple articles? I don't know. Some Someone wrote a couple articles on Deuces Cracked, I think, at some point about them. Um, are, you, are you saying that because they exist or because you've read them? I've skimmed them. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, let's see, what else? Uh, I just watched uh, a documentary called Inside Job. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it basically details uh, the financial crisis that sort of started in 2008. Um, and I thought it was pretty good, actually. Uh, I don't know, do you have Netflix? I do have Netflix. Yeah, you should definitely get on that. Um, yeah, I have a whole list of documentaries from... I forget who... J-Mac, maybe? Like, somebody related to Deuces Crack on Krantz's blog, like, started talking documentaries or something, and, like... I remember that. I ended up with, like, a giant list of documentaries, and I watched some of them, and then I just was not in a movie-watching phase for a while and forgot, so I should go back. I have, like, half my Netflix queues is documentaries from that thread. So. Yeah, it, that was actually on his, I think, his Danger Lion blog, not his DC blog. Yeah, you're right. It was his Danger Lion blog. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I've watched a, a, a number of those. Like, fist, uh, was it Fistful of Quarters? Is that the King Kong one? Yeah. yeah that was pretty good. Um but yeah, inside job just kind of you know goes over the financial crisis. It doesn't really go in too much depth per se, but it kind of gives you a broad overview of like what the hell happened, and um, it's pretty funny because most of the major players, um, you know, either a were not ever charged with anything, and b were actually reappointed from Bush's administration to Obama's administration. <laughs> So, so they're all socialists, then, is what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, no, but it's just funny because I mean, it, it basically shows you that there's like, there's like twenty twenty guys out there, and they just kind of move around. They're like, oh, I'll be the, I'll be in charge of Goldman Sachs, and now y you be in charge of Goldman Sachs, and I'll be the head of the Treasury Department for the government. And oh, all right, now I'm gonna go be a consultant for this person. Yep. Um, and it also had a nice a nice angle that talked about how, like, professors from Harvard and, like, um, I think Brown, maybe, maybe Columbia, I don't know, just various universities, um, how they're essentially in cahoots with uh, all these financial um, firms, providing them with, you know, for lack of a better term, incorrect information but making it seem as if it is correct. So people are like, oh, well, this Harvard professor said this, so I guess we should believe it. Um, so it's interesting. So I'd definitely check it out. Um, Sounds good. Let's see. What else? Oh, uh, my girlfriend is getting ready to buy a car because her current one is a POS. Um, sorry. Uh, well, she's not going to listen to this. Screw that. Um, <laughs> it's a, this is a good test. It's like just the same way we'll find out if Wayne listened to our Tommy Angelo interview. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, like a friend of her family's is selling her uh, a, I think it's a 2007 Volvo S40. I don't know. Um, but it's it's got like thirty six thousand miles on it. It's worth maybe eighteen or nineteen thousand, and they're selling it for thirteen five. 
Um, so uh, that's a pretty good deal. Um, and Hopefully there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I think they... You're going to go on the people's court after this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I was... I, I'm lending her the money to buy it. And Speaking of the people's court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this probably isn't going to end well. But um, no. Uh, yeah, you better hope she doesn't listen now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I, she said she was going to pay them in cash. And, and so I was like, okay. So I took some money out of savings, transferred it to my bank account, and I went to the bank um, to make a withdrawal and I wanted to get some money for Vegas as well. So I filled out a withdrawal slip at, for $18,000 in cash and I sent it through the tube or whatever. And, uh, and the, the lady comes back and is like, um, you want $18,000 in cash? And I was like, yeah, that's right. And she, she was like, yeah, we can't do that. Um, she's like, we have a $2,500 limit. Uh, we'll have to put this on order. You know, you'll have to wait several days. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, that's, I don't know. I, for some reason, I'm, I've been like brainwashed by the poker world to not really think in terms of you're going to carry around a lot of cash. That's weird, you know? Um, so I don't know if, if I apparently have not been brainwashed because I thought that was kind of weird as you were telling the story. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an idiot, but, um, <laughs> I, why is, she, why is she paying them in cash? Do well, they not have bank accounts and you could write them? What do you call those things? Checks? Or as they call them in England, check A's? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, well, I, I told her the story. I was like, Hey, I, I tried to get you the cash for the the money and she was like what you tried to get out get out eighteen thousand dollars in cash i was like yeah you told me you wanted to pay them in cash and they're like no i you know i meant like an official check so yeah i'm so they do have, it turns out they do have a bank account <laughs> yes it turns out that i am an idiot um, and uh, she was like, what, you were actually going to hand me 13500 in cash? And I was like, yeah, you said you were going to pay them in cash. I mean, come on. Can I bet, can I bet in fives? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, um, they did give me, you know, 2500 in cash. And they were like, do you want that in large bills? And I was like, yeah, that would, that would be preferred. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I'm glad to hear you got $2,500 out. Yeah. Um, set that aside yeah so i i actually got a with a, a couple of days later um which is now yesterday and got the official check plus some cash for vegas you're on a watch list now <laughs> well it was funny because uh and i, I only requested four thousand in cash this time plus the check and um she was like okay well by law we're required to ask you what you're going to do with the money and I was like, what? I was like, w get out of my business. <laughs> like, I didn't say that, but I was like, why do you need... She's like, it's just, it's the law. And I was like, okay, pleasure. <laughs> Which I'm sure comes off... I was going to say, that's not the right answer. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that probably comes off way wrong. But... Yeah, you just told her you're using the money for hookers. <laughs> yeah. <Like. laughs> I, uh, one night of pleasure is what I should have went with. 
Yeah, you wouldn't have gotten your money if you had said that. I'm surprised you got it now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, clearly, I mean, I said pleasure. I mean, I clear. I think I should have. I could have said Legos, and like it, it, nothing would have mattered. She just would have been like, okay, do 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 do. I do think Legos would have been a better answer. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I cannot think of a worse answer that isn't explicitly something illegal. I'm buying guns. Yeah, guns. Yeah. Or... My bookie wants it. <laughs> I just thought it was I so mean, weird. I understand, like, I understand why they ask, because it's probably like now they can go like, well, you know, now you did this, and you did this, and you did this, when they build a case against you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're like, you know, we have documents that show that the defendant said the word pleasure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I could have went with a better word there, but I was just, in, I was just offended. Basically, that to, in order to get my money back, I had to give a reason. You didn't have to give a reason. You had to give like a, a, a decent reason, and you just barely got through. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if this this conversation were, I mean, next time I'm going to be more prepared and be like killer robots or something. Yeah, I'm. I don't. Yeah, I think that's. I think you should. I think you're better off not being prepared because I think making a mockery of the game as opposed to saying pleasure is perhaps worse. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was uh, that was my recent interaction with the bank, um, and my girlfriend was like, are, "Are you serious? You wanted me to carry that much in cash? I'm I'm getting nervous just thinking about it." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. I just you know you hear about like." all these big-time poker players just walking around with wads of cash in Vegas, and it kind of desensitizes you to the thought of it a bit. But maybe not. Maybe I'm just stupid. I, yeah, I'm going to have to side with her on this one. You're, <laughs> you're stupid. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I just... I can't imagine going to buy a car and going, one, two, <laughs> three... <laughs> Hold on. 600, maybe, 700. Maybe I'm just a big baller. Maybe that's no. It's probably the if you were being if you were a big baller, you would have known about this restriction before this week. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't be using the money to buy a Volvo. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not buying a Volvo. She's buying a Volvo. <laughs> it's a nice Volvo, though. Actually, I don't disagree with that. I'm just thinking Volvo and baller are not yeah. some, like necessarily correlated. <laughs> um. So yeah. Other than that, I'm just sort of getting ready for Vegas. Um, I know the DC, the DC drink up a mint, uh, was recently held. Uh, the bowl mint is in under a week and then the home game a week after yes. that. Yes. So I'm getting excited for that. Um, I'm actually planning out my, my Vegas trip a little bit more. Um, I think I'm going to try to play the, I know I was thinking about playing the the 550 Venetian deep stack on the 1st of July. Um, I think I'm going to do that. Um, if any, And I'm not sure if I want to sell pieces for that or not. Um, but if anyone is interested, let me know and I'll consider it. I might just buy in full. But... Um, I like that you're offering to let people think about buying a piece of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, you think about it, and then I'll deny you. If you really want to, I won't let you. <laughs> um, Don't worry, no one is going to offer. Um, I actually already have one offer, so STFU. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Is this offer the money that you didn't give your girlfriend that you lent her when you took it out of the bank? They only gave me $3,000, but you have a piece of me in the tournament now. I'm no. confused by your question. I'll, I'll explain it to you. I'll, I'll write it out and draw pictures later. <laughs> All right. Basically, I implied you stole money from her and are buying into a poker tournament. Oh, oh okay. I get it now. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it's okay. No, it's fine. <laughs> um... So yeah, uh, I would say this is an awkward moment. The whole <laughs> podcast is an awkward moment. So. Um, so yeah, just getting ready for Vegas. Um, I ordered. I don't know if I've, I don't think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I have my like little charity thing called BuyIntoGiving dot org, um, where currently we only you know we try to get people to join up and donate money to Kiva dot org. Um, if you go to bi2g.org or buyintogiving.org, you can check it out. Um, and you just sign up. It doesn't cost anything. You just sign up, join our team over at Kiva, and, uh, you know, whenever you feel like it, make some loans. They're loans. You can get the money back. Um, so it's a pretty sweet deal. Um, so I printed up uh, 250 business cards, and I also ordered... I set up a page on Cafe Press, cafepress.com slash bi2g, um, and I ordered a, a polo shirt with the bi2g logo, and I also ordered a patch recently, um, and they came in yesterday. Um, I just wanted to check out, like, the quality, essentially, and see how they actually looked. This shirt, I'm a little underwhelmed. Um, it's kind of, kind of low quality, because it's kind of see-through-ish, um... And it's also, I ordered an extra large, and it's really big. So I might bring that to Vegas and just hand that out to someone at the home game who's already on the buying to giving team, or maybe I'll give that out as a prize or something. I don't know. It's, or you just give it to me. Yeah, I could not do that. Um, just Why don't you just leave it somewhere in the hotel room, and I will just find it and steal it. Yeah, that's probably what will happen. <laughs> Um, Thanks for the shirt. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll bring that. But the patch actually does look really good. Um, it was a little expensive compared to some other sites that offer patches, but it's already done, and I don't feel like going to the hassle of doing all that other stuff. But the patch looks good. I'm thinking about um, putting it on one of my DC hoodies um, and so I, and wearing that when I play the World Series event um, and then hand out the business cards. So um, I don't know. What do you think? Should I order more patches? My, my thing about ordering the patches is, you know, I could possibly get some people to wear them, but you have to either iron or sew them on. And, like, how do you do that? Like, I mean, I think most hotel rooms, I, I think, have some irons, but, I mean, you have to convince people to not only take the patch, but then put it on. I don't know. Can't they just pin it on? Like, or tape it on? Like... I feel like there's less troublesome ways to attach patches. Like, I'm just thinking, like, the final table of, like, a World Poker Tour event. They're not, like, there's not a guy with an iron. No, I think they probably have the ones, because there are ones that have, like, a sticky backing. Why didn't you get those? Because <laughs> the Cafe Press doesn't <laughs> offer those. <laughs> do, they, do they have the thing where you can attach tape to it because that's sticky and then it would um, I just feel like it won't look very good I don't know I don't know I'm really I'm interested if anybody knows how 
Full Tilt, PokerStars, all them, like, actually do it. Right? If they're, you know, just stickied on, if they're, if someone is there with, like, they, like, take your shirt and quickly sew it on, or iron it on, like, I, I'm, I'm interested, because they do, like, they don't look like they're just, you know, stickied on. Like, they look, like, pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a patch expert. <laughs> I've, and I've never used an iron, so I don't really know. I've used an iron, I think twice in my life how many of those sort of make grilled cheese sandwiches <laughs> none but i've heard good <laughs> things <laughs> um all right so yeah right. um if anybody has any ideas on the patch issue let me know because i would like to order some but it's getting close so i might not have time so and i don't even know when this this might release too late for it to matter but still if you have ideas let me know i can release this whenever i want i might just release <laughs> it right now Dude. Nope. Nope. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, are we live now? <laughs> um, it's sort of a tree falls in the forest. No one around. <laughs> um, whatever. So yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Um, excited for Vegas. Um, and that's coming up very soon. Uh, let's see. Anything going on at the world series of note? Um, I mean, Helmuth almost won number 12, which would have been great. I wish if he could just win another bracelet so we can hear about it, that would be sweet. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of people think we're rooting for him, actually, to get 12th, his 12th Who? bracelet. I don't know. I, 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 I heard a lot of people were. That's all That's all I got. Um, but I think it was more not, not like rooting for him, but rooting for the story so that, like, maybe – a bunch of people started talking about it, and like anytime there's a big story, it sort of helps poker in the you know global sense. But um, I think I, well, I definitely wasn't rooting for him. I was rooting for Joanna. For, I don't know why, but I, I I don't know him personally, obviously. But I I like Joanna. I think he's a really good player, and he just seems like very cool. Um, I also the other thing for me was that he was not Helmuth, and so in yeah. that way I was rooting for him as well. Yeah, uh, I just I don't know. I mean, people talk about him winning being good for poker, and I just I don't think Jackasses is that great for poker. Like, there's already kind of a reputation of poker players as like I don't know whatever Joan Rivers thought Annie Duke was that she hung out with gangsters and <laughs> whatever. Um. As opposed to Joan Rivers' friends that are characters from a wax museum, I guess. I don't know. But yeah. it was just sort of like there's this reputation of poker players as kind of like uncivilized people. And Helmuth doesn't help that. I mean, he's not the same stereotype as like like TJ Cloutier or something like that. But he's a jackass. Like it's – I'd much rather see someone like Negrano or Jawanda win where – or Seidel because I love Seidel. Um <laughs> You know, people that I think really are well-spoken and respectful of other people, like, Helmuth's like, oh, poor, poor me, like, poker has luck in it, like, this shocks him, doesn't help the game. Like, accepting that luck is part of the game is part of what's going to help the skill argument everyone's trying to make. He's, you know, if there weren't luck, I'd win every time, whatever the hell that means. Like, that sort of stuff I don't think helps. Yeah. So I would like him just to shut up and go away. Well, um, your your reason is much more thought out and elaborate. I just I just made this up. Yeah, well, I <laughs> <laughs> um, not true. My reason for rooting against him is because back when I was, you know, 
bright-eyed and bushy-tailed or whatever that term is and went to the World Series and was, like, getting autographs and stuff. I remember asking him for an autograph, and he was basically just blew me off. And I was like, F you, jerk. That's my reason for not rooting for him. Um, whereas everybody else pretty much was nice enough to, to give me an autograph. Two, the two nicest people that I've met uh, when I was getting autographs were Greg Raymer and Mike Sexton. So um, Mike Sexton just recently finished second in, the, I think, as a stud eight event. So I was, I was rooting for him. Um, he's a really, really nice guy. I was rooting for Norman Chad. <laughs> Norman Chad is was, also funny. Wasn't he? Wasn't he in that event? I think he was. Yeah, he was. He made it deep. I think. I'm not sure if they. I, I think maybe he got twelfth or something. But yeah. Yeah, I don't think he didn't make it to the final table. I don't think. But that's. I mean. Yeah. I, Norman, Norman Chad winning a bracelet is good for poker. Yeah, I think if um, if you don't already follow Lon, how do you say his Lon McCarran? Or yeah, um, follow him on Twitter. He's hilarious. <laughs> I, saw, I saw him on a plane once. It's pretty exciting. Were you also on the plane? No, I was just like I just so, I get to see like, a picture of him on a plane. <laughs> no, he was on my Southwest flight to Vegas. Um, Weird. I, I, I went to Vegas the same weekend as the November nine, and so I would imagine it's related to that. Okay. Um, uh, he he didn't. He needs to comb his hair. <laughs> just gonna say that. Um, but it was Southwest. I, so I thought about just sitting next to him and just staring, <laughs> just staring the whole time. But I figured the rest of the people I was with would not understand why I was doing that, so I probably just sit with them. I don't think anyone would have understood why you were doing that. Lon McCarron would have understood. <laughs> um, he's like, yes, I get this all the time. Oh, yeah. From- so I, don't follow, I don't follow him on Twitter, but I follow him on airplanes. <laughs> Lon McCarron's like, I completely understand what's going on. Bryce always follows me and stares at me. <laughs> You don't understand how this Twitter thing works. <laughs> Go home and follow me. No, but he's he's hilarious on Twitter. Um, so definitely check him out. Um, but yeah, I was... I not was, as funny as Badoogie All-Stars. Oh, of course not. Um, Speaking of that, good luck again to Joe Tall in the seniors event. <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't listen. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I was glad that Jawanda took it down. Um, I, getting back to the to the main point, I think it's I think it'll be better once you know someone like Ivy or Seidel or whomever passes Helmuth, and then he sort of can't say I'm the best in the world anymore. But he's won the most. Hold'em bracelets of anyone in the world. He will find a way to spin this, and we'll be talking until like something happens that affects his vocal cords, and then he'll be writing it down over and over again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's. I mean, I think he's gonna. I mean, and again, like, I don't. I don't think he's as bad as everyone thinks he is. Like, he is good at large field hold'em tournaments, and I think he's pro. I forget who I was reading. They were talking about him being proficient in a lot of games, but he doesn't excel in any other game so there's no second game that he could if he gets to the final table against someone like Jawanda, he stands a chance yeah i, I mean, mean obviously he did well he but the thing is Jawanda is going to outplay him he's going to need luck to win it this is if if there were no luck in poker he would not win this tournament ever yeah that would have been funny if uh if he won and it was like well you know i said before if there was no luck and all that and no luck i'd win them all but I, I actually needed luck here. <laughs> no, he doesn't need luck. He doesn't... I mean, like, really, like, he's so far removed from the real world that understands that, like, part of poker is getting lucky at the right time. Like, there's skill. You can kind of compensate for the bad luck, but 
without the good luck, you're never going to win a tournament. Yeah. I think that's what intrigues me. The one thing that does intrigue me about Helmuth is his lack of connection to reality. I love that Tony G like just constantly rips on him and everyone else rips on him. I, that's, I, I enjoy Helmuth in that I enjoy seeing people rip on him. Yeah. But see, the thing with like Tony G, like people talk about Tony G, like Tony G is playing Tony G. You watch like as soon as the tournament is over, he's like, oh yeah, they really they played really well. Like it was a great tournament, and it's like he's done. Helmuth like is that way all the time, and the fact that his wife is like a psychiatrist or psychologist just blows my mind. Like <laughs> maybe she's she married him because he was write, such an interesting she's writing, project. <laughs> she's just writing a book. They just spent so much time together. And she's like, I guess we might as well get married so I can continue this because this is fascinating. Um, no, I mean I just think it's just yeah his. There has to be someone around him who's like, you know, you're not as good as you think. But no. Yeah. I, guess, I call it American Idol Syndrome. When someone, like, tells you, you, you know, your mom says, oh, yeah, you can sing. And then you go up there and the judges are like, you blow. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. My mom said I could sing. Yeah, that's that's what I call American Idol Syndrome. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> glad, we've, glad we've addressed that. So you're, you're saying that Helmuth that poker is sort of pitchy dog. Yes, but. he's very pitchy dog. Um, That's all the American Idol I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's... Well, I was going to say that's all I have to say about this, but I haven't really talked about we, the new story at all, so... Yeah. Um, uh, or shall we move on to uh, our, our hand of the period of time between podcasts? Yeah, or hard to say a hand of the week, but yeah, hand of this podcast hand of now um but yeah our real quick quick shout out to um emil patel white lime for final tabling a recent plo event so congrats to him um cg also has been kicking ass by the way i think he's like three for three uh with caches so shout out to him as well um but yeah let's uh head on over to the hand of the weeks or whatever you want to call it segment Okay, guys, here is our hand of the week, for lack of a better term. We struggled for, like, a solid two minutes trying to think of a better name. So if you guys have a better name for this segment where we just ramble about a random hand, uh, let us know. Um, But anyway, getting to the hand, uh, this is a hand I played a couple weeks ago at my friend's monthly 1-2 No Limit Hold'em game. And we had about 10 players, I want to say. So it's 10-handed, um, and I have 6-6 six, six under the gun. Um, I open to 10. Uh, everyone folds, surprisingly, in a 1-2 limit game. but um, And it gets around to the button, who we call, this guy we call military, um, just because he has a crew cut, basically. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're so clever with your nickname. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he calls. So, so Beardy, the guy with the beard folded. <laughs> yeah, Beardy folded. Uh, brunette uh, folded. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so he calls on the button, and the blinds fold. So I made it 10. He called 10. Blinds fold, 1 and 2. So the pot is 23. Um just a quick like sort of back background on military um 
other than he has a crew cut. Um, he he's very cally pre, uh, very very loose pre, and then post flop makes random giant bluffs and then likes to show them like yeah I'm a badass um, and will a attack like what he thinks is weakness um, fairly regularly um, so yeah so pre you know I don't know what, what kind of range are you thinking I mean if he's Kali it seems like it's going to be like I mean, would you say that if he had, like, aces or kings, he would three-bet, or is it going to call those two? Um, I would say that he's of the mindset of, I want to either, like, get tricky and bluff you, or get, trippy and tra get tricky and trap you. So, he, he occasionally, I would say, three-bets, but if he had something as, you know, something like aces or kings, I'd say more often than not, he's going to flat and then do something post-flop. Okay, so I mean, he probably has any pocket pair, any any two broadways, probably suited aces, probably some other suited garbage. Pretty wide. It's, I mean, I would think, especially on the button, if he's at all positionally aware and Kali, then not at all gonna... positionally aware. But I think I, I'm thinking more trying to think what isn't in his range. <laughs> um, so. two, like two cards, you know, like three gap or greater yeah like below like 10 yeah probably like yeah i think that's a good you know obviously I would, like, I would say jack seven would maybe be in his range but nothing worse than that if I yeah, I a think, random hand i think that's a good random hand to pick i think jack seven would probably be like jack seven suited definitely is in his range jack seven all suit might be at the, the top of his folding range but I think Jack Four suited might be in his calling range too. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. The same suit. I, I do think suitedness. Pretty much all suited hands that aren't absolute crap. I mean, even you know, I'd say the Queen Three suited has, is a chance in his range. So, um, so yeah, pretty wide. So, um, I mean, I mean, you're thinking like fifty, sixty percent of hands, kind of that sort of. Oh yeah, at least. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's he wants to play. He wants to gamble. He shows up. He buys in short. He usually buys in for like 80 or 100. Gambles it up. Loses a few buy-ins and then leaves. So, All right. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, he calls and the blinds fold. So pot is 23. And the flop comes 3, 8, 10, rainbow. So pretty good flop for sixes, um, all things considered. You know, but with his wide range, I mean, it's hard to say um, whether it's truly good. But it's definitely one of the more favorable flops. Um, what are you thinking here? Because we're out of position now since he's on the button. Uh, I mean, if if you were to bet, is he going to get tricky raising, or is he going to get tricky because you start checking? Um, I think. Basically, what happens with him is he doesn't really ever believe a C-bet. So I think we can C-bet here for value and get looked up easily from Ace-X, maybe even King-X, just random stuff with gutters. And I think he's going to call a ton here. Um, that being said, you know, checking 
might in, you know like we said earlier he's, he likes getting tricky post flops so checking I think could show weakness um, and get him to spaz a little bit so I don't know I, w- I mean I would lean towards checking I think you know betting is going to probably get money in if we're ahead but at the same time he we're, we're showdown bound and we're building a big pot with sixes which is I mean third you know below second pair on this board already and more than likely another overcard is going to come and if he has any two cards you know greater than six in his hand you're not really sure you know what's going to hit him what's not so i i would pot control and keep it small and just if he's you know he's probably going to spaz out but i'd rather he do that versus a check than come over the top of something yeah i agree and yeah it's it's one of those things where you know we can obviously bet for value um, but you know, w- when you're in a hand, you want to decide, you know, how big of a pot do I want to play with this hand? And with sixes, like you said, on this board, we're not really thrilled playing a big pot. Um, and if we can check here, I think another thing to think about is if we check and he checks, um, then we sort of know that he didn't hit that board. Um, and if we check and he bets, then, we're, you know, he could de- definitely be bluffing there. But, you know, it sort of gives us more information um, when he when we check. Um, because if, once he checks, he can he gives us that information. And, I mean, would he get trappy and check through the flop with, like, kings or queens? I don't... Or for, for whatever reason, I don't to... think so. Okay. I think if, if I checked there... He's going to bet pretty much any hand that has value. I, I don't know why, but I just that's what I thought, and I still think. Like ace three, he would bet? Yes, definitely. Okay. And again, uh, the board is three, eight, ten, rainbow, and we have pocket sixes. So the turn comes a jack. Turn come a jack. Um, and now what are you thinking? I mean, if he had a draw of some sort, like, like he had a, you know, some, like a nine or something else, I think he's going to bet it here. I think he's, I mean, I'm just, I'm still worried about putting in money and getting raised by now that we've checked it through, he's decided we're weak and he decides he wants to raise or something and we're going to put in a bet. He's going to raise us and we're really not going to know where we are. And it's pretty likely that we have the best hands if he just has that wide of a range. Um, so I'm, I mean, I would, I would lean towards checking it, and just because, I mean, checking checking with the idea of calling a lot because I don't think he's going to fold if we bet. Um, I mean, I think he's going to call, and we're going to still be in a weird spot again. If okay. that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think. I think because we checked the flop and sort of said, hey, we give up, and then he checked... Oh, I did, did I say this? He checked... I'm sorry. Uh, on the flop, he checked back. Um, so once he checked back there, I, I think, you know, he didn't really hit that board on the flop. Um, anyway, so on the turn, I think if we bet here, it's exactly... It plays right into his sort of idea of... A spot where he likes to attack you. Um, you know, you check the flop, so you're weak, 
and now you're betting the turn. He he's never going to believe us, and he's going to stick in a raise a fair amount. And obviously, we can't really do anything to a raise. Um, so I definitely agree with with going ahead and checking here, intending on calling because his range is so wide. Yeah, it sucks that it's three eight ten jack. So now we've got three overs to our pair, but his range again is still so wide that I'm. Uh, more than happy to check calling here. Um, but I mean, if he if he had like queen nine or something like that, I wouldn't be surprised if he bet that on the flop because I mean that's a straight draw. Yeah. So well, that's what I'm saying. Like on that flop, I don't. I when he checks back, I expect him to have like you know, ace x without a pair, king x without a pair, uh, maybe even king queen. You know, a lower po any pocket pair like a pocket maybe pocket twos, pocket fours. Although pocket twos and pocket fours, he might quote unquote bluff on the flop. So I really just think he has a lot of air. Queen nine, like you said, you know, gut shot. I think he's betting there. Okay, yeah. I was thinking that he might have turned a draw, but if he did, it's going to be a just a bare nine. It's going to be because anything else he would have bet. I think. Yeah. So. Um, I do. I uh, did go ahead and check, um, and he comes out and he bets twenty-one into twenty into twenty-three, um, and I think I think that bet sizing is somewhat of a tell. Um, I think it can mean you know I think it polarizes him a bit to either he's just betting big to make me fold or. You know he's he has some big hand like a two pair or something, but once he checked back that flop, we said you know most of his range is air, so I don't really believe him much here, especially because this is sort of his mo. You know, attacking weakness. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, the only hand that I could see that makes sense is like two pair plus, and does he would have had a pair on the flop, and we think he would have bet. He didn't turn a set because if he had an over pair on that board, he probably would have bet that too. Um, I mean, the only hand that he could be betting for value here would be a jack or a nine that picked up a, a straight draw. Yeah, maybe I could say he might bet, yeah, king jack or ace jack or something like that um, could be in his range here. I mean, Jack Four suited could be in his range here, and he That's picked true. up a Jack. And yeah. Now he has top pair, so I think him having just a Jack, and it is an overcard to the to the flop. So he now has top pair, which is the nuts. So why wouldn't he bet? I just don't know if he would bet that big. I don't. I don't know his how he plays, but I would think that if he just just picked up a Jack, he would bet smaller than that. Yeah. If he has something like Jack Four suited, though, he might bet bigger to sort of protect even though I, that obviously doesn't make sense but that doesn't matter right. um okay so yeah i think we, i think we're saying this is pretty much a jack or nothing here yeah um so as planned you know i i check he bets 21 and 23 and i call uh so now the pot is 65 and the river is another jack um i don't really think us randomly donking here has any merit so i check um and he comes out and bets 23 thoughts that's a weird bet um i mean to me it feels my i mean my first instinct is it feels like a bet of like 
uh, I guess I should double barrel, but I don't really want to. Or it's like a value bet where he's betting small, so you feel like you have to call. But I don't, I don't know what Handy would do that with, with besides exactly a jack. And I would think if he had, you know, another jack, he would bet bigger than that. Just, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. It just this a small bet after a big. I mean, a bet that's the same size on the next street, which is you know comparatively a smaller bet usually doesn't feel like a value bet to me it usually feels like uh, i gotta i should i can't check here i should bet i don't really want to and it's kind of this like half-assed sort of bet and that's what it feels like to me yeah that's immediately what went into my mind you know he, he made it a little bigger he bet 21 on the turn now he's betting 23 so he made it a little bigger but it feels like you know he was thinking well like don't want to bet much i i i was bluffing the turn now i've got to bluff the river but i don't really want to risk much i don't really want to do this but i have nothing um so i'm gonna bet it's sort of like a blocking bluff if if, if that exists um if if not it should yeah yeah i mean i and i think i mean he may not know what's a good card and a bad card to bluff but the fact that it paired the other card i think has to seem like it's harder to rep hands and so he's less excited about bluffing or if it's like an ace he could bet because aces are like scary and you know everyone knows they're good bluff cards but yeah i mean it, and it might have been worth noting that this guy is probably like in his mid 40s or something so uh he's not gonna recognize that that jack is a bad card for him to bluff you know pretty much everything in people don't know that yeah basically <laughs> um or Pretty much all the hands that I check call the turn with are some sort of showdown value hand, and he does not realize that the jack helps those hands because it makes it less likely for him to have the jack. Um, so he he definitely doesn't realize that. So, um, you know, I I think I agree with you in just that. You know, it's a bet that looks kind of like a bluff. Now, now on the flip side, if let's say he does have jack four. You know what size do we think he's going to bet when he now rivers trips? I mean, you could you could make the argument that he's going to bet the same size just looking to get a call, um, but he he might you know bet a little bigger because now he has such a big hand. That's that was my thought. It's not. I think if he were, you know, if the, if he had rivered two pair or something, I'd be more inclined to think this could be that sort of bet but rivering trips like trips is such a big hand it's like oh i got a big hand i have to get some money in i would just expect a bigger bet i know it doesn't really make sense but that's just in my experience how the logic is like if you river a straight you don't you know bet a quarter of the plot a quarter of the pot you're like i have a straight yeah you got to get value exactly and he's definitely not thinking like Oh well, if I, I he can only call with this part of the range so i want to bet that much you know he he's like oh i got trips <laughs> so yeah, so I do make the call, and I am good. Uh, he had king queen, I believe. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Yeah, well played. <laughs> All right, uh, I think we're gonna go to the interview now with our resident troll, Mitch. Okay, guys, uh, we now have Mitch on the line. Uh, Mitch, how are you? Hey, uh, good. 
All right, that was informative. Um, <laughs> Actually, um, I was just watching Band of Brothers first episode before you guys interrupted. So, so you're just on the first episode? Yeah, I haven't watched it before, and everyone said it was good, so I thought I should check it out. Yeah, I've I bought the DVD set or, or got it for Christmas or something, and uh, I watched like the first few, but then never finished it for some reason. I have heard really good things, <laughs> so you'll have to let me know. Yeah. I've seen oh. the Blue, I've seen the Blues Brothers. Is that the same? I I think I think that's the sequel. It's similar. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Bryce, you want to kick this off? Yeah, because yeah, what's happening now is turning into an AU Morgan interview. No time. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. I guess mainly the poke story would be um, started late '06. Got coaching from Wood on Tilt pretty early on, moved up uh, and just grinded poker for a long time. Um, in, oh, I don't know if that gets picked up on the recording. Hold on a sec. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, uh, in 2010, um, kind of had a few things go awry, um, got into some kind of like dodgy situations and lost a lot of my money. Was that from your trolling? Kind of had- yeah, it was directly from trolling. Um, <laughs> it was kind of like, yeah. I was going to say there were fines levied by Joe Tall. <laughs> there was. Um, I just had a falling out with a lot of people and just got in this situation where I quickly went from, I guess, poker hot shot to just not a lot and just having to deal with going from that. And that's basically been the last year dealing with going from that to just like rebuilding and working out how to go through all that and so i guess i'm a professional poker player um although i haven't made that much money from poker lately well i mean if that's your main source of income i think that makes you a professional yeah yeah of course um now you said you got uh coaching from wilt on tilt sort of back in the day i'm guessing his rates were a bit cheaper then yeah, it was really. I think it was like two hundred an hour. Two hundred back then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like four or five hundred, I think now. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. Um. So how how did you sort of like learn? Did you is did you come to DC? Well, I guess DC wasn't even around in two thousand six. Um. How did you sort of like find DC or find Wilt or anything like that? Yeah. Um. I guess to start off with poker, I was really fortunate in that. The first time I sat down at a casino, I sat next to Sea Beast, who is pretty popular on 2 Plus 2, and he used to be a Lego poker coach. Okay. And we became friends, and he kind of mentored me up, and that's how I kind of got that big kickstart. And then I think from reading World on Tilt's blog, that's how I kind of got to know him, and then just signed up for coaching with him. And, of course, when DC started up, I, like, snap signed on. And So you've been around for a while. Yeah, when I first started up, I was, I was so happy happy that I got the Mitch username because usually it's taken on sites. <laughs> I was so happy I got Nix in the Grouch because that's a hard one to yeah. Yeah. as well. Yeah, I wonder. I don't even know. I wonder if Tom would be available. I'm guessing not, but I've never seen. I, mean, I haven't seen a Tom. Yeah, so. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah but I feel like so, there's probably so many accounts that just never post. I don't know. You should just. Can you just seize it? Imminent domain? Yeah. yeah. I probably could. I mean, if he's never posting, screw him. Yeah. Hate exactly. that guy. I could sign up as Tom 
E. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that one's taken. Tommy yeah. already has that one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, so, so you've been around so since I, sort of the beginning. What were you going to say, Bryce? I was just going to ask. I mean, I know that you're playing PLO now. Was PLO your game the whole time, or were you a Hold'em guy that moved into PLO? Yeah, it's been. It was Hold'em for like the first three or four years. And then why why the switch? Just because it's kind of dried up, and you saw PLO, or um, I guess interest in learning a new game. I really enjoy the learning of the new games, and um, PLO seemed more lucrative at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess it still is. Well, I mean, obviously, it still is. Yeah. But how's the how's the variance treating you? Uh, yeah, um, not well, not well this year. I think 250 buy-ins below EV in the last few months. That's a lot. It's been, yeah. Although, I, yeah, I've had such a high win rate though that it's mostly been kind of breaking even rather than big downswings. Well, I guess if you can go 250 buy-ins below EV and break, or yeah, below EV and break even, that's got to be a pretty profitable game. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing people forget about PLO variants. Like, there is a lot of variants, but if you have that high win rate, it's not going to be too bad with the downswings. So I, I very, very briefly considered getting into PLO, um, mm-hmm. and so how did how did you sort of get started with it? Um, I started reading the Slow Habit PLO book, the first one he put out, which was pretty good. And just watched a lot of videos. Casino Crimes videos are really good. And I ended up getting coaching from Casino Crime as well pretty early on. So we were doing weekly sessions. And, yeah, that's kind of how I did it, just, like, learning a lot from people. I'm not very good at, like, working things out myself. I'm more of, like, see the theory behind something and then work out how I can apply it. Okay. So that's kind of how I approached uh, PLO. And you're doing the series with him right now, right? Um, him and DJ? Yeah, with him and DJ. Yep, PLO Warriors, where we just do video reviews of uh, Duke, who's the other warrior, and I um, just reviews of our play, really. So how many warriors are there? There was going to be three, but one was American, so that didn't oh, okay. go too well. Um, so there's just two now. Well, that's cool. How's that going? It's going well. Um, would be nice to be moving up. So I can get something higher than a 50 PLO video reviewed, but um, it, they've you know DJ and Casino Crime are both really really good coaches, and I feel that we've had some pretty good discussions going on during the videos. And now he he has his own like PLO Pro or what, what what's what's his the Casino's Crime thing? Oh yeah, PLO Quick Pro. How could I forget? But that's a product of videos. That's 13 videos, I think. Um, yeah, and and some other products with the PDFs and. That is by far like if you if you want to learn PLO like it's the best like it goes through step by step and teaches you everything from beginning to end and you know I've watched it play like four or five times over now and I just keep getting new stuff from it every time. Nice. Yeah, I have still have zero interest in it, but for for, for, for everyone else out there who does have interest in it, uh, definitely check out the, the PLO. Is it PLOQuickPro.com or how do you get to it? Yes, or just Google it, uh, but I think that's the address. Okay. Yeah, I've heard yeah. really good things about that. Yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't actually done a lot of research. I don't 
I don't actually like. Do, I mean, it shows in this podcast how little research I do <laughs> in life. But no, I was thinking about putting a little bit of money on like merge or something and, and trying out PLO because then I don't have the frustration of having to move down from my normal stakes, but I can still play poker. But then I'm also playing like PLO on a limited bankroll, and that seems kind of stupid if you don't know how to play PLO. <laughs> yeah, and the, with the rake as well, especially for the micros, you have to have a pretty big edge. Yeah, and I, I don't. I mean, I, I rely on the variance to have a win rate, so I mean, don't think that's <laughs> the right way to do it. So oh, a lot of people go like that. So you're in you're in Australia, right? Yeah. So where do you where do you play online right now? Uh PokerStars. Okay, and I I saw I don't know if it was you who, but some somebody was talking about some legal stuff going on down there. Um. Yes, the government is uh, looking into like it's it's against the law to offer poker to Australians, but because all the companies are offshore, Australia doesn't have jurisdiction. But then after America came in without jurisdiction, Australia was like, "Hey, how'd you do, how'd you do that?" Yeah. And so now we're, they're, they're trying to figure out if they can do that, which I, I don't really think we can. But you never know. So they were basically like, hey, America, you infringed on people's rights. How, how do we do that? Yeah, pretty much. That was pretty sweet. Oh, I get it, because you're America, and you think you run the world. Can you come yeah. infringe on our rights? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to take Australia, the country, away and just like make it an offshore resort for ourselves if you aren't careful. So be, you yeah. all work for us like as cabana boys. <laughs> so this is this is uh this isn't really about poker or probably you know anybody else cares about it but I've I've, I've been wanting to go to Australia at some point what what do you recommend uh probably stay on the east coast um so Sydney Melbourne up in Queensland uh, unless there's floods I guess um where are yeah, you I don't know there's like there's a lot to see and a lot of different things to see so. So where are you? you are you on the east coast? Over. No, no, I'm in Perth, and yeah, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm an American. It's a, yeah, it's on the the other side, the west coast, okay. and where we're the most isolated city in the world. It's uh, about a three hour plane flight to the next closest city with more than a million people in it, um, and we're basically a big mining town, I guess. I mean, I'm sure a lot of Perth people will be offended by that. But <laughs> there's not much to see here, really, rather I, than like. I don't They're think, not going to hear it. Don't yeah, I was going to say I don't think there are too many <laughs> Perthians uh, listening to this. So, so is there a uh, is there a big East Coast West Coast Australian rap battle? <laughs> <laughs> I know we have that over here. I don't know if that's similar down in Australia. I don't. I don't yeah. know. Huge. <laughs> um, Okay, so so I was trying to think of like to... a kangaroo-based rap name, and I couldn't come up with one. I did find it interesting that you said, "Why don't you visit the East Coast? I live on the West Coast." Yeah, when it came to telling him where to come, and I think that's smart. Yeah, we keep a country between us. I would do the same. <laughs> yeah. So, what about? Have you ever been to New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, I've been skiing down there and doing other things. How far is that from you? Um, from where I am pretty it's like i don't know six hour flight from if you leave from sydney or melbourne it's like an hour and a half maybe oh okay so i could you could sort of like hit both if i went to the east coast definitely yeah and you know if you want to go skiing or something and even the the adventure sports like 
in New Zealand, they have this thing called the canyon swing, where it's kind of like bungee jumping, but instead of falling, you swing across. And um, the guys, they just like they mess with you. <laughs> and I knew they were going to do this because I was first up. And so I was about to jump and, you know, they try and mess with you like, oh, your harness isn't done up and stuff. And so I just thought I'm just going to run and jump as soon as they said I can. And so they say, you ready? And I say, yeah. And they say, go on. And as soon as I jump off the platform, they say, oh, we haven't done it up properly, like just as I'm falling off. <laughs> um, and so the whole way down, I was like, I don't know if this is going to hold. Um, <laughs> so, you, so, so you got that to look forward to. It sounds like New Zealand. It sounds like they're just jerks. <laughs> pretty much so if you go to new zealand can you actually take a tour of mordor or is that <laughs> um i think you can do something like that all of my new zealand knowledge comes from lord of the rings and yeah lord of the rings is really boring so i think new zealand is boring so yeah do the <laughs> i just assume the trees move in new zealand so i don't know, I don't know if that's true or not yeah Okay. Um, do you, go ahead. Do, do you have any more like travel agent questions to ask? <laughs> um, I, yeah. Let's see. Are there any good desserts to take pictures of in Australia? <laughs> Our cake selection is okay, I guess. Yeah. What's 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 the the food situation in Australia? You never hear about Australian food. Um, it's good. It's pretty expensive, I guess. Just because everything has to generally come from so far. Okay. <laughs> That's a serious answer. So, like, like, what do you eat normally? Just normal stuff? I don't know. Um, kangaroo. <laughs> staple. I knew it! <laughs> I've actually had a kangaroo burger before. When I went to Atlantic City on the way, there's this place. I don't remember the name of it. It's like maybe Matilda's or something. And they serve kangaroo burgers. I wasn't a fan. I mean, it's it's good meat. It's got not a lot of fat on it. It's high in protein, and I guess kangaroos they're they're more like big rabbits, I guess, more so <laughs> than like fluffy animals or whatever. And there's a lot of them, so yeah, you can go to the supermarket and get kangaroo meat. It's pretty common. Right. I have to say though, if you're getting kangaroo meat near Atlantic City, like it's <laughs> like a zoo animal that got loose and got hit by a car. <laughs> Yeah, probably not the highest quality kangaroo meat that I, that you can find. It's like there's not like a chef who's like well versed in cooking kangaroo. He's like, you hit this, I'll cook it. <laughs> I don't know how many people are hitting kangaroo near Atlantic City. <laughs> it's Atlantic City. That's kind of what happens. I mean, what else could it be? Do you think there's like a kangaroo ranch where someone is raising kangaroo near Atlantic City? A big shipments of containers of kangaroos coming. Yeah, yeah. I just assume this that this one has died of, of smoke inhalation. Let's cook it. I just assume that there's uh, cruise ships, and then like on one floor, there's a bunch of kangaroos hopping around, and then they would just release them into the the wild. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yes, that's what they told me, and I believed them. Yeah, and when when your dog died when you were a kid, he really went to a puppy farm somewhere in Florida <laughs> so he could play with all the other puppies forever. He's really happy. Yeah, I get pictures from him every now and then. He looks really different, though. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, getting back to um, stuff, I guess. Yeah, I was going to, I mean, I think I can't remember if we alluded to this earlier or not, that you were considered to be the biggest low content poster in all of <laughs> all of deuces cracked according to joe tall which i take offense to because i thought that was techno's job but <laughs> um 
Anyway, the art of trolling. I was wondering if you could teach us so that we can all go tall so happy. <laughs> yeah, he, I make him very happy. Um, I guess the main thing of trolling is you have to, you just have to do a really good post, like one in every 50 posts so they don't ban you. So instead of getting a ban, you just get a PM from Joe Tall. <laughs> Which, um, now whenever I get a PM... I've been conditioned to immediately think, oh, what have I posted recently that I've in trouble for? Because normally it's, it's Joe saying, don't do that, which is generally, like, fair enough. Like, um, Do you know like, when you're posting that it's like, this is going to get me a PM from Joe Tall? Or is it, like, sometimes, like, a surprise, like, which one is the one that crosses the line? Sometimes it's a surprise, but it's somewhat reasonable. Like, I think the last one was, I'm not allowed to troll in R&D anymore because people <laughs> who post in there are normally already pissed off enough. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that really makes sense. That so. is kind of like the complaint forum for, like, you know, I, I'm not getting my rake back. I can't use a credit card, you know, or something like that. So. Yeah, I've also been asked not to harass people who are already angry. So, <laughs> but yeah, my, mine came from Rob though, so it was different. Uh, oh, I've got a Rob PM. You gotta work harder. <laughs> I guess someone goes this, and you're on Rob's. <laughs> no, if you make, if you just make a good post every now and then, they'll keep you around. Now, do you make that good post? Just because you don't want to get in trouble, you actually have intelligent like, things to say. It's like maintenance. I have a few of them stored up, just ready to go. <laughs> so, when so, I feel like, I think sometimes yeah. I, I find myself writing a, a a constructive, like useful second half to a post because I had a joke I wanted to tell. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I do it too. I I come up with some like really great, in my opinion, joke, and then I sort of have to justify trolling by actually offering some valuable content. <laughs> yeah, like I made that joke about hand shaving in that thread you were posting the other day, and it's like, uh, <laughs> and here's something useful too. <laughs> hand shaving? He was, uh, it was the the poker, the PQL thing, and this one of the, one of the functions, one of the functions is called hands having, but I looked at it and it said hand shaving. Because it's one word, and I was like, I wouldn't trust any math at all. Hand shaving. <laughs> but now that I've said this in this long thread full of like math and theory, I'm like, now I need an opinion about the hand. Let me read it again. Uh, I would raise king queen. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't even have king queen. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just assumed that I didn't know you had been around for so long, and you know, had gotten coaching and everything. I I just assumed you. Learned, <laughs> learned just enough to justify your jokes. <laughs> like yeah. I wasn't even quite sure you actually played poker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do a lot of trolling, so it takes up a lot. I mean, <laughs> try and fit in some poker when when I have the time. Do you uh, do you think that that hinders your your progress with moving up? Um, I think it's probably yeah, a good release for you. I think there's a lot to gain from trolling. Yeah, I a lot think... of life, life lessons. <laughs> um. I, I think it probably would help a lot for me. Like you know, you're in like, like you said, you're you're running under EV a good amount. Yeah, let's let's troll some people. 
<laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean would help you? You ask. You act like you don't know the answer to this because you post like that all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I don't. I'm not allowed to play poker anymore. They took that from me. They, uh, Australia infringed on my rights. <laughs> so would you say that it's the trolling you do makes you feel better about that? Yes. So it does help. It helps me. I don't know how many people it helps. Probably not many. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of think my posts, I just feel like they inspire people to be better at poker. <laughs> yeah, that is what you think. That is what I think. <laughs> you also, you think your coaching does that, so it's kind of, we are all <laughs> deluded in different ways. <laughs> so are you, uh, are you coming out to Vegas at all, Mitch? Not this year. I uh, hope... Philly next year, I guess. But I guess that's pretty far away. When are you guys um, heading out? Uh, I'm heading out on the 27th, so I guess, what is that, two weeks from Monday, I think? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So Yeah, and I'm, going, I'm flying in just in time for the home game event, so. Have you been to Vegas before, Mitch? No, I've never been to America. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of far. Yeah. It is. Uh, it is. I I've been to Argentina. I lived there for a while, and it was like a thirty-two hour flight over there with like four stopovers. I think. Ugh, that sounds disgusting. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, if you do come to America, I live on the East Coast, so I'd recommend you go to the West Coast. <laughs> uh, that's where Vegas and California and hippies. Yeah, we yeah we're hippies. We ride our bikes everywhere. We don't eat kangaroo. It's weird over here. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have. We, we also don't have Atlantic City, so yeah. there's that. I think that's a, no, I think that's a good enough reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have we have uh, mock kangaroo made out of tofu. <laughs> you know, I've never seen that at any of these hippie restaurants. Like they have like fake beef and fake fake chicken. I've never seen fake kangaroo. There's got to be like some vegan Australian somewhere who's created that. That's what you should yeah. do. You should open up a tofu roux uh, restaurant. <laughs> Kangaroo <laughs> tofu. <laughs> I like it. You've already got the name, so. Yeah. How, will you invest in it after you win your triple draw bracelet at the World Series this year? Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> will you come and take pictures of your food for viral marketing? Yes, I will. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, did you have anything else, Bryce? No, I, I could talk about trolling for hours. But I don't have <laughs> the actual questions. Mm. I was wondering, um, now that Full Tilt and Stars is down, how were you guys going to pay me for this? Oh, no, I, I, I'm just going to transfer it as soon as Full Tilt gives me my money. Is that okay? All right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was. I was Actually, have you spent your full tilt money yet, Tecmo? Made a post about it, uh, video maybe showing everyone how you, how they how they can spend their full tilt money. <laughs> yes, sick brag though. Look at this guy getting all his money off full tilt. Who who can do that? You got yeah. most of your money off too. Don't no, don't act like got, I'm the only one. The thing is, you have my money too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Just because <laughs> I have better. it. <laughs> yeah, Tecmo got his money off of Full Tilt and my money off of Full Tilt. <laughs> and A.U. Morgan's. What about everybody else's? Yeah, I, I'm still yeah, working on them. it. Yeah. yeah, who needs Phil Ivy when you have Tecmo? <laughs> Where's your press statement? I'm going to post it in small chunks on Facebook in random order. Because <laughs> that's professional. 
Yeah, yeah, he's not. He is not playing the World Series for the first few weeks out of protest. Yeah, he's only playing one event this year because he's going to punish everybody at triple draw. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. That's only only yeah. I I I, I realize that I'm going to Vegas soon, but I don't realize that the triple draw event is soon. I should probably brush up. Play. Yeah, yeah. What's it a brush up on? Triple draw. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta learn how to. I've never, you know, I've only played live a few times of triple draw. I gotta, you know, get my discard style down. He needs how... to learn how to hold five cards and look at them all at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have, I, I assume you have to announce how many you discard. You can't like sneak. Um, discard like. I don't know the rules on that. You know, I mean, I, I don't know if you can just toss. I, I, I don't know. You usually don't have to talk ever in most most cases so <laughs> that'll be weird you can be as antisocial as you want <laughs> I, do have a, I do have a triple draw prop bet offer that i just thought of for you if you pick up your cards the first hand and say do you have any ford <laughs> 20 bucks sold i'm definitely doing that i might even pay you 20 bucks <laughs> okay i accept no no, no. <laughs> no it's we we'll book it book it yeah. You can do that and then pay me 20 bucks. <laughs> no, I'm definitely going to do that, though. You'll have to remind me. But you can't laugh. You just have to be, like, deadly serious about it. Yeah, the first heads-up pot, I think that's what I'm going to do. The first time I get to showdown with, like, one other guy, once, if I, especially if I'm the one who has to show first, I'm going to be like, do you have any fours? And then just see what he says. <laughs> And if he shows, it just just like what? And then, and then I was like, all right, I'll go from there. I'll figure it out. No, I think you should yeah. just do it the first hand. Pick up your cards the first time, like you're playing Go Fish. Okay, you, you think you think first time's better? Yeah, I think just like you don't know a game you're playing, you think you're playing, you think you're in like the the World Series of triple uh, triple Go Fish. <laughs> triple Go Fish. <laughs> okay. I remember um, Casino Crime said some people had a prop bet for a last shortest in one of the $1,500 events. <laughs> and so they're all, they're all just shoving it in to try and bust first. <laughs> I hope the bet was big enough. <laughs> uh, it, I think it was 1500 so it was like a reverse free roll. Um, but that was enough. I wish I had that much money to <laughs> blow off into some yeah. stupid bet. <laughs> You're not blowing off money. You're making money. Because the thing is, if you shove all in and win, you're like, oh, I guess I'll keep playing with a giant. And everyone thinks you're an idiot. You have a giant stack. You're set. That's true. It's kind of genius. It's just not genius if you're the second guy to bust out of yeah. the tournament and the first guy is the other guy in the bet. Then you're an idiot. He just didn't tell you. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's enough BS for that. Um <laughs> Did you have any uh, any questions for us, Mitch? <laughs> any questions, no. Anything you would like to share with the, both, both of our other listeners, Tommy Angelo and A.U. Morgan? Um, I don't think Tackleberry listens. Yeah, I don't think he does either. He shouldn't. If he does, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way. Oh, yes. Oh, I was just going to say, like, um, Bellatrix told me that her and Tackleberry are going to like play poker or meet or something. And it's all because of this show right here. What? See that? You guys doing good in the world? Yeah. Is it like? <laughs> is it like out of sympathy? Like she feels sorry for him that he suffered through this, and she doesn't like him, so she's gonna like buy him dinner? I don't know, but uh, she just I don't. She just moved back to Germany, so. Well, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to find out. 
Yeah, we should we should have her on and we can ask her about Kinder eggs. <laughs> we have them in Australia, but they're called um, Kinder Surprises, and they're amazing. Right. Is the surprise is the surprise that it's shaped like an egg? <laughs> no, because you get like toys inside. <laughs> I was thinking because they took the na- the egg out of the name, so it's like surprise. It's an egg. <laughs> surprise! This is just Kinder Egg. <laughs> don't bring don't bring those to America though. I yeah. might smuggle them in. I, I hear they go for a lot. So yeah, I I would pay top dollar, which is like three dollars. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. Okay, you could. Yeah, I was gonna say we, we can talk about this another time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Well, we don't need callbacks to our first episode that no one listened to, and our <laughs> sixth episode that no one listened to. <laughs> okay, well, thank you all for right. coming on, Mitch. That's cool. Thanks for having me. All right, see ya. All right. Okay, uh, thanks to Mitch for coming on uh, and providing that so-so segment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hard to follow Tommy Angelo. I mean, come on. Um, it is. But the, the nice thing for him is he didn't directly follow Tommy Angelo. He followed the beginning of this podcast where, like, we had, like, fallen out of the saddle and were being dragged behind the horse <laughs> as it, like, galloped away from us. And it's like, no, help me. <laughs> true but anyway um no but really thanks to mitch and thanks for tolerating all my plo questions that i've asked you since we interviewed you so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah and follow us on twitter at all stars where we will announce new podcasts and make fun of joe tall and um again rate us on itunes we're we like people telling us nice things about us if you feel like writing us an essay you wouldn't be the only one doing that yeah that's true um so yeah, uh, I think we're going to try to do one more episode before we head out to Vegas. That may or may not happen, but uh, we'll see. Um, thanks for listening. This is Tecmo Super Bowl. Mixing the grouch. See ya. Packed up my pots and pans.
I try.